Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're trying to make sense out of our financial markets. You would think that the Federal Reserve, the central bank for the world's reserve currency, is influential in the world's monetary system. So therefore, the chair of the Federal Reserve would hold the single most influential position in the world of banking. You'd also expect the person occupying that chair to demonstrate a modest amount of fiscal responsibility. It used to be the case that the printing of money was something that was spoken of in hushed tones. It was a little bit like cheating at the blackjack table. Professional card players didn't speak about it, but everyone knew it was happening to some degree. But now in 2021, there's no attempt to hide it. The U.S. federal government brings in $1.7 trillion a year in personal income taxes. That's about half of the total revenues it generates each year. But in 2020, Federal Reserve printed about the same amount of money as the U.S. government collected in taxes in total. Nearly one-fifth of the dollars in existence since the beginning of the founding of the United States as a nation were printed in 2020. Now, the latest comments from Federal Reserve Chairman Powell seem to focus less on any measure of inflation, but on the anchoring of inflation expectations. Anchoring is a concept that applies in psychology. If you believe it's warm out, well, then it's warm out. If the weatherman tells you the temperature is 10 degrees today, well, then it's 10 degrees. The temperature has been measured and reported, irrespective of the weatherman's opinion on the temperature. But if the weatherman says, it's a beautiful warm day today and temperatures will be a nice balmy 10 degrees by mid-afternoon, then he's said to be anchoring an expectation. He's providing an opinion, not just data. The Fed chairman in his remarks Monday prepared a presentation to the House Finance Committee that's going to be presented later today and said that a short-term jump in prices would not be enough to trigger a panic about inflation. He said that as the economy emerges from the pandemic, there will be all kinds of increases in demand, and combined with supply chain constraints, there will trigger a series of price fluctuations. These price increases don't concern him. He's focused on the long-term anchoring of inflation expectations at a 2% average. They intend to keep interest rates low until the economy reaches full employment, and inflation exceed the average 2% anchored expectation. The countries with excess U.S. dollars are starting to get worried that the U.S. is printing too much money and therefore the value of the dollars they're holding is declining. The international market is clearly attaching a risk premium to the U.S. dollar. That's why the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury is going up. It's not because the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates, but the U.S. continues to behave as though it can do what it wants, when it wants, as if it sets the rules alone. If the Fed says interest rates are low, then rates are low, irrespective of what international investors are saying. Other countries have tried this approach in the past and failed. I'm thinking of modern-day Argentina, where interest rates are currently 38%. Back in 2012, their interest rate was a fairly respectable 9%. They boldly started printing their way out of their economic malaise, and the memory of hyperinflation of the early 1990s was a distant memory. It hasn't worked out for them. The chair of the Federal Reserve is clearly using the dollar as a point of reference. The link to the gold standard is a distant memory. But then why would other countries be selling their U.S. treasuries and using the proceeds to buy gold? Russia sold almost all of its U.S. treasuries and bought gold instead. China has been on a gold-buying binge over the last 20 years. Inflation happens when there's too much money in the money supply and people use that excess cash to bid up the price. It's not that the price went up over the objection of the buyer. Imagine if we were using sand as our currency. It's a bit like comparing a grain of sand to a diamond. They're both sparkly and they're both pretty hard, but a grain of sand is very common. You would trade a lot of grains of sand for a diamond. 
someone offered you five tons of sand in exchange for a half-carat diamond, wouldn't be at all surprising to see the next bit of ten tons of sand. When an item is so plentiful, the price gets a bit higher and higher. And we're seeing this with dollars as well. We had a house in our home market sell for $400,000 over asking price. It wasn't a particularly special house by any measure. And it's not as if the seller had demanded $400,000 more. The buyer offered $400,000 more than the asking price. You see, when the price gets bid up by the buyer, that's a sign there's too much money in the system. When the price of lumber is tripled in a year, it's a sign the buyer's willing to pay more. The price has been bid higher and higher. The tree farmers are not getting a higher price for their trees. The lumber mills are continuing to earn higher and higher profit margins as the price in the futures market gets bid higher and higher. So when I hear the word anchoring in the same sentence as inflation, I hear that the measurement is being replaced with a narrative in order to direct attention away from the facts. As you think about that, make sure your financial models take inflation into consideration. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.